Welcome to the Spiritual Badass Podcast. My name is Ella Sang, and I'm a spiritual life and business coach, master manifester, and lover of all things woo. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur looking to own your purpose and step into your truth to make massive impact in this world, then you've found the right place. It is my mission to empower badass, ambitious lightworkers to embrace their soul purpose, shine their light online with confidence, and manifest their most soul-aligned business in life. You deserve to create your dream reality, and this podcast will give you all the spirituality, manifestation, mindset, and business tools to make it happen. Get ready to raise your vibration big time and to raise the vibration of this entire planet with your light. You with me? Hey, hey, spiritual badasses. Welcome back to the Spiritual Badass Podcast. And I'm so excited to be here today to share with you a fascinating interview that I had with my dear friend, energy healer, and badass ambitious light worker, Sue Dev Benning. Now, Sukes, as we call him, had a near death experience that awakened him to his intuitive abilities. Sukes started out as an artist, a photographer, and a music producer and he's based in Montreal like myself. Upon practicing mindfulness for the last 10 years, experiencing a near-death experience, working through depression, anxiety, and learning about the body as a personal trainer, he uncovered his gift for having deep intuition and just really being able to become highly sensitive and extremely understanding of what's going on within himself and also in other people. So this taught him how to shift energies and frequencies that were keeping him in a survival state. And now through his process of expansion, he works with clients through one-on-one intuitive energy healing sessions to help them do the same. He has this amazing ability, I tell you, because I have done one one-on-one session with him and it's crazy because I'm just sitting next to him. Um, I came in to see him because I had this crazy weird stomach pain that was going on. And just by sitting next to him, he was able to feel into, you know, where that pain was, what was the emotion that was behind that pain, causing that pain. And through that session, he was able to help, you know, walk me through exactly why I was experiencing this, helping me release it and ultimately doing the energy work for me to feel amazing after. So it's so amazing because now Sukes shares his gift of being able to reflect these conscious and subconscious messages through deep diving meditation and energy work with his clients. And today I'm just so excited to have him on this podcast to share with all of you his journey of awakening his intuition and really offering you guys the tips on how to lean more into your awareness and intuition, how to build a spiritual practice to stay grounded in spite of any obstacles that may come up in your way and how to really reclaim your power through forgiveness and taking ownership over your feelings. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode because there is so much goodness and I can't wait for you guys to dive in. Amazing. So I'm so excited to have on the Spiritual Badass Podcast today. Soup Dev Benning. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So let's jump right into it. Can you please share with us what you are all about? My audience, I'm sure, is dying to know more about you. So please tell us all about you and how you're sharing your light in the world. Wow. Okay. So we're going straight in. Uh, (laughs) So what I'm really here to do is, um, you know, for the longest time, I was 
doing something called embodying your higher self. And um, what that means, what that meant to me was uh, being your highest version every day instead of looking for it in the future, instead of uh, making yourself find different ways for you to become your higher self, just be it. And, um, and slowly but surely, as I was exploring that aspect of being your full self here now, day to day, moment by moment, that's where all the magic actually exists because then you're actually living instead of operating from a place of you don't have enough and you need more in order to feel enough. So I changed my slogan now to celebrating life. And it's, it's on a day-to-day basis, if you can allow yourself to feel like you are in celebration of your moment and you are inspired and fully invigorated with what your life is giving you, then you're going to have an entirely different experience within your day-to-day. Um, so that's what I do. And, and in terms of skill sets, over the course of my 20s, I spent 10 years just learning, learning so many different skill sets from photography, content creation, from music production, to meditation, to energy work, to hypnosis techniques, like all kinds of different things. And so now what I'm bringing to the table is me and all my skill sets and um it totally depends on the individual and each person each case is different sometimes it's a 90-day program sometimes it's one session sometimes it's 30 days it can go literally from a to z or anywhere in between Mm -hmm. um so that's what i'm bringing to the table Amazing. And so like, how do you see people transform through, you know, working with you and through just kind of like being in contact with your energy and your life or your work? Mm. Um, really, what it is, is it's not really something that I'm doing to someone. I don't like to take credit for anyone's success or take credit for someone's healing or take credit for uh, somebody's transformation. It, it requires the individual to do that. You know what I mean? No one can transform you for you. You have to choose to do the transformation. Yeah. And um, so that's really what it's about. So instead of sort of telling someone what to do, I, I work more as a guide. So I don't, I won't usually give you the answers because you know, the answers, yeah. you know? So instead of me trying to be like, Oh, you should do this, this is what you got to do. It's more about the individual understanding and seeing what's inside of themselves. And sometimes we have blind spots and we could use a guide to help us see those blind spots. Um, so that's what I do. Yeah, no, that's really true. I think that, you know, sometimes even for me before going into the coaching world and having mentors, I used to think I know it all, but the power mm-hmm. of having like a different perspective, someone to guide you along in your journey, just to help you see things differently and really ask you the right questions, give you that guidance, that nudge to ask yourself the questions that you are turning externally for is just so much more right. empowering because you realize that you have all the answers inside you, which is so, so important. Um, Now, I know that you are all about intuition, and I know Uh that you have an amazing story of really how you became awakened to your senses, to intuition, and just that really got you into this work. Can you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, for sure. So for the early part of my 20s, even my teenagehood, um, I wasn't in a great place. I was more of 
you know, not feeling good about myself. And I could even say I was in a depression and I had to really work my way out of it. And um, <clears throat> I was doing different techniques. Like I would wake up every morning. I was rebuilding my habits. I was training. I was um, doing everything you could possibly do to boost my mood. Uh, but they were always sort of just bandages. I never actually got to the source of it until one day um, I was, I, I had a peanut allergy. I have a peanut allergy, mm-hmm. not anymore, mm-hmm. but um, I, I ate a peanut and I was in my car and um, I had three choices in that moment. It was either I call an ambulance to I, you know, uh, drive to my parents' house and find my EpiPen and stab myself, <laughs> or three, um, wait for an ambulance, right? Did I already say wait for an ambulance? Yeah. Okay, so three mm-hmm. was um, a drive to the hospital myself. So instead of, um, you know, calling and waiting and then going to my parents' house and not finding the thing, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to drive straight to the hospital and I'll take control of the situation myself. And I started going and driving and my lungs were just collapsing. I couldn't get any more air coming in. It, it literally felt like I was being strangled um, and I was suffocating. And in many ways, it was, represent- it was a representation of how I was suffocating myself in my life by not actually allowing my heart to speak, allowing my spirit to speak through me and so you know it really showed me this representation that our physical world can reflect what's going on on the inside mm-hmm. anyways I, I had gotten to the um but even while I was driving this is an important point even when I was driving I had a moment where I said to myself you know you can just pull over and let it go everything you're worried about all your stresses everything you can just let that go Or you can continue and just continue on the path and see what happens. You'll be okay. So I continued and I ended up getting at the hospital, uh, literally parked the car in front of the emergency room, fell out of the the vehicle and two people ran in and picked me up and brought me in. And when I woke up from that, I no longer had this filter, this conscious mental filter with people. I used to just kind of see a person, judge them in a way and like have the surface level conversation. Whereas I didn't have that anymore when I woke up and it was more of I could feel the person. So there's a saying that we often listen to respond, but truthfully we're supposed to listen to understand, you know, and to really feel into what's coming out from the words not necessarily the words, but where the words are charged from. So I had uh, this new sensitivity. And it's something that, you know, it wasn't like I had this magical gift and, you know, I can feel people now. (laughs) (laughs) We all have that capability. It's just that we numb ourselves so much that we can't feel and connect anymore. And deep down, that's what we really want to do. And so with the digital age and everything, it's easy to get sidetracked and it's easy to forget about that important part of ourselves. So having this now, you know, newfound ability of being able to really connect and feel, it took me down a whole path where 
yeah, I started to follow my intuition more. I would get a nudge, a gut feeling that didn't really make any sense, but I just trusted now, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, a big takeaway from that whole thing was the aspect of choice, where I was sitting in the car and I could have made a choice between just stopping and keep on going. And ultimately, the difference between the two was not that different. It's just I stop or I keep going. And we often put these obstacles in front of where we want to get to, but really you just go there, right? And so this is something that was so powerful is that instead of creating obstacles or things that are in your way, it's more of the journey. It's you're going to wherever it is you feel like you got to go. So that's what really made the shift from me going to chase something in the future to really just embodying and enjoying every moment as it passes. Yeah, that's so important. Like just really being there and like witnessing and letting things flow because so often we kind of have that need to control. And what's really interesting too, like when you mentioned like listening to that gut feeling and then trusting it and kind of going along with that, you know, what often comes up, I know for myself and also for my audience as well, is trying to tell the difference between what is really intuition and what is based out of ego and fear. So how do you tell that difference between the two? So it, so our minds are designed in a way to protect us. So it's literally our best friend. Our mind is there to guide us, to make sure we're safe, to make sure we feed ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. Otherwise, we'd just kind of be like, I don't know how we'd be, but <laughs> our mind is a very powerful and important tool for humans. Um, and so when we're thinking about intuition, it's a natural instinct, it's like mm-hmm. nature. Nature has its way, like a dog is kind of going and he just like smells somewhere. He gets a nudge to just go smell. He doesn't actually think about it. Oh, like, what am I going to smell? I want to smell this. Or it just kind of like does this thing. Yeah. So intuitions like that, it just kind of like, it pulls you, it pushes you. And the best way to feel into what your heart and what your soul wants is following this inner excitement. Follow lightness, the part of you that makes you feel lighter, joyful, happier, uh, lightness. When that comes up and you get a hunch for that feeling, go for it. And the difference is that when you get the hunch and then you get the, yeah, but money or mm-hmm. yeah, but uh you know my friends are coming or yeah but when the yeah but comes then the ego and the mind has started because it's Mm -hmm. trying to protect you and so that's where you can take self-awareness even deeper and start to reprogram your mind in a different way and say that you know what the intuition comes in let's see what happens i got that feeling i'm gonna follow it and then you always have your own back yeah with whatever comes up and then from there you might get an important lesson or something pretty powerful can happen through that. So always follow your gut feeling, your gut instincts, because it has your best interest. It's nature, nature's law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And so what would be some of your tips for getting people connected to that gut feeling? Because I think that in order to really feel it and kind of know that, okay, like this is a gut feeling coming up, I should follow it. It also takes a lot of awareness. So for people who may be starting out to get in tune with themselves, like what tips do you have for them to really tune into that? Uh, So one of the tricks that I love to use is 
I mean, when I first started out, I was like, I thought I knew what I had to do in the morning. I'd get up, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have my plan. I'm going to do this. My day is going to go like that. And for the most part, it would, you know, but I would feel myself starting to tighten up. And so where your awareness goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. So you're, literally, your awareness and your attention is where you're drawing your energy. So for a lot of people, if you're sitting there thinking, you're drawing so much energy into your mental space. But really, all you got to do is ground that mental energy into your body. So bring your awareness to your body and see how you're sitting. If you're tense, if your shoulders are tight, tension is like you're ready to fight. <laughs> like yeah. tension is your, your, there's fear. So if you're in a, if you're sitting at your desk working, like, why are you tense? You know, like what's going on? Is the environment stressing you out? Is all these aspects can get in the way, but the ultimate form of really just getting out of your head is get into your body. Literally, get out of your head and get into your body and focus your breathing into areas of your body that might feel tight. And there's information in there for you. Yeah. So does that make any sense for you? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I okay, love that cool. quote. I love like the uh, where your attention goes is where the energy flows because totally. it also extends to thoughts, right? When we focus our thoughts so much on like the negative, the bad things that are going to happen, and that is then where the energy flows and that things man- manifest itself into our reality yeah. because that's where totally. we're putting all of our focus. So I love that you mentioned that. And I didn't even think about that, you know, like all the emphasis and focus that I put in my head when I'm like in my head and like all the energy is going there. So that's a great reminder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> check into your body. You're alive, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, so it's so easy for us on a daily basis when there are so many things going on to forget about that. And that really ties into like my next question for you is that, you know, when there is so much going on in our daily lives, you know, so often things don't go as planned, how do you, you know, build up a daily spiritual practice that really keeps you grounded and really helps you, you know, continuing to trust even when things don't work out the way that you anticipated? I think um, having rituals is extremely important um, and rituals that you can go to on a daily basis. Uh, to give you specific things that, you know, a person can do, I don't feel works because someone didn't grow up the way I did, or I didn't grow up the way someone else did. So for me to tell them that they need to follow this regimen in order to, you know, fall into their, their flow, Mm -hmm. their way of experiencing flow, it's their life. It's it's not, I'm not controlling their life. You know, for me, it's about empowering the other person. So it's more about finding things that can help you calm yourself. How relaxed are you willing to go? Mm-hmm. And some of us are afraid of relaxing because, you know, we need to go, 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 get things done. Because if we actually stop, there's stuff that maybe we don't want to deal with. But it's being with those aspects of ourselves that fully empower us and help us ground the energy. And it helps not have excess amount of ideas or flow up there, but more grounded and in a state of nowness. Yeah. And so when ideas come, they, you could be getting crazy amounts of information or crazy amounts of inspiration. And as long as you're okay within yourself, you'll actually be able to 
take that idea, pull it down from wherever it's coming from, and then manifest it into reality. Because you yourself are fully grounded and whole. So when an idea comes, you take it, you pull it down into your body, feel what it feels like to have had it, mm-hmm. and then boom, create it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sort of the equation. So when you're thinking about your rituals, what brings you into that place of peace? What brings you into that place of lightness, excitement, passion, inspiration? Whatever clears off any of the things that don't serve you and help you reset, that's what you can do. So to give you an example, uh, for myself, it's, I love getting up really early around 5 or 6 a.m. before the sunrise. I've been a little, I haven't been on it lately, but that's my ultimate. I actually managed to do that today. So oh, kudos that's feel nice. It's hard, but it's nice when you can yeah. do it. When you're up early, it's the best feeling. Um, but yeah, so getting up early, I would do some form of physical workout, training, stretching, something to, you know, really get myself back into the day. Then I would sit in meditation, close my eyes, breathe, and just let whatever needs to come in come through. And then I set my day from there. I let the meditation, I let the flow, I let whatever inspiration comes up in that moment when I'm meditating to start the process of my day. And then the day happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important when you start your day off on the right foot, when you're in that great headspace, like the day mm-hmm. just flows so much nicely and like just so smooth for you because you're like you can allow things to come and just happen and you're not there like you know feeling super exhausted and like you know that you started off your day on the wrong foot and stuff like really you're there being present like you said being present with everything that's happening that that is like the hardest thing for us to remember and do these days and it's actually funny too when you mentioned that you know it's hard sometimes for people to relax because even for me, like getting into relaxation, getting peaceful used to be scary because it's like, well, that means I'm not being productive. I'm not doing exactly. something. <laughs> yeah. And there's this like misconception behind laziness and yeah. actual like relaxation. Cause sometimes the greatest ideas, especially for creative, the greatest ideas come when you're bored. Yeah. And you're like, your mind is able to be off. And then when you're off, then it's like, oh, okay, then it kicks in. And then you go do what you got to do. Yeah. Talk about that balance, you know? Yeah, 100%. Everything always goes back to balance. <laughs> yeah. Balance and presence. <laughs> Two key words for life. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say also has been like your greatest motivator to keep on showing up, shining your light, doing your work, and continuing to spread your message and help people, right? Because uh, sometimes it's like, it's like we know that this is our purpose, this is what we're meant to do, but then like roadblocks come up or obstacles show up, and then it can be easy to just say like, okay, like kind of like what you said in, in your story, right? You can keep on going or you can just like stop on the side and just like yeah. let it go. So what keeps you motivated to keep on going, to keep on driving? It's totally about what we feed, right? And um, everything has energy to it. Literally, yeah. everything has something. Like a color is a frequency. Or, you know, the, the comfort of a couch says something or the, the vibrancy of a plant. So 
one of the best metaphors I like to work with is the aspect of a plant and its environment. If you put a plant in the freezing cold and it's always dark and it never gets any love, it's probably going to die. You know? <laughs> but if you put a plant in a thriving environment that feels right for it, then it can start to bloom and grow and do whatever it needs to do to thrive. And, you know, a lot of us, especially people, we grow up in places or situations that don't seem ideal or they don't seem like, okay, like, how am I supposed to do this? The thing is, is that there is always a choice and you, you know, we can think about the big choices, but it's your little choices that make the big difference. Mm -hmm. And it's about building that habit and training our minds to see things differently than what we normally do. And it takes practice, it takes discipline, and it takes um, commitment to it too. You actually have to, there's a difference between wanting something and being it. Mm. Like a lot of people want a million dollars, but do they want to be the millionaire? You know, or a lot of people want fame, but do they want to be fame? And there's, there's a totally different energy to that. So when you start to actually embody the feeling of what it is to get that goal or whatever, everything around you starts to shift and you start to really see where you're blocked or if you even want it at all. And where was that even coming from? And so to go back to your question, <laughs> what keeps me going is I just wake up in gratitude and appreciation. And um, for me, this life is, is an experience and it's something that's sacred and I'm honoring it day to day. And I'm just trying to be in my best integrity that I could be and truthful within it. And um so it's really about what you feed. It's really about the habits that you cultivate and the discipline that you practice and the life that you decide to live now rather than the life you want to live later. Yeah, I really, I really love that, especially talking about the little steps adding up, because I think that's the thing is that so many of us often think that, oh, in order to get from one place to another, I have to take this giant leap, right? And the yeah. giant leap is something that's very overwhelming. They're like, oh, like, I can't do that. I can get there. So they don't even try, right? But it's really, like you said, that commitment, that commitment to show up every day, little steps, step by step, that is what then builds you up to where you want to go. And also, you know, the wanting and the being, I so freaking love that because I often talk about that as well, because we, you know, on the surface level, we say, Oh, I want to, you know, have a six figure business. I want to like have a 10 K month or I want all these things, but really are you embodying that energy? Do you understand yeah. why you want that? That's the exactly. big thing. Like really connecting to like, what is that going to bring to me? And how yeah. am I going to feed that value back in the world? And ultimately, it's like feeling gratitude and fully embodying yourself in that. I absolutely love that point. So thank you so right? much for reminding us again of that. Of course. There's, there's something interesting, too, that um, a while back before I opened uh, Light in a Body, it was actually supposed to be called Badass Spirit. <laughs> so awesome so i got to meet you and i saw that your podcast is called badass spirit i was like no way and um and it's so cool because that whole ideology that came to me at that time was you know 
it answers that very question like you know why what keeps you going right and mm -hmm. for me it was like wow there's like this badass spirit inside of me that just yeah you know it has a swagger and it wants to do its thing and yeah. and it's going to do it and um that's what we got to do usually confidence is quiet right and confidence is it doesn't always get the light shone on it but it is light you know <laughs> yeah. so it's all about cultivating that and there's this um saying that i put together for it where underneath all the things you were taught to be underneath all the pain and all the victories there's a core you yeah and that version of you is undeniable and uniqueness and confidence and it can achieve anything it wants to so it's just about reconnecting with the badass spirit yeah i love that yes badass is like my favorite word because like you said like sometimes people tend to think like oh spiritual people are just very kind compassionate yeah no it's hard work <laughs> but it's hard work and like yes we are like kind compassionate and all these kinds of things but ultimately like we're also freaking badasses you know if we want to achieve something we are going to put in the work we're going to be committed we're going to take the action and we're going to make it happen and i just yeah. love it when you can kind of blend the spiritual side that's a bit more like you know flowy and stuff and then with like yeah. the badass side which is like taking action making it happen yeah <laughs> so we were meant to meet i knew it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Amazing. So if you could give the past version of you one piece of advice, what would you say that would be? I wouldn't give him advice. I'd say <laughs> just like figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, you know? That's true. And so I would tell him thank you and I'd say um I'd say have a little more fun. Mm -hmm. But I'd say thank you and just keep going, you know, it, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I actually, I, I love that. Fun. No, there's so much truth to that. And yeah. it's really that like, you know, through all of our mistakes or failures, every experience that we have, it leads us up to becoming the person that we are today. If we were, oh. were to shift like any small piece of that equation of that journey, we wouldn't be the person that we are today. And that's so true. It's really just about like telling that, you know, past version of us, just keep on going. You got this. Just keep on going. There's nothing to change. Just keep on right. doing you. <laughs> What's crazy is that like asking giving your past self advice means you're not okay with who you are now mm -hmm. because the past ultimately affects the future. So if you, if you are having regrets or if there's something there, then potentially sometimes a little forgiveness is needed for our past mistakes and that helps us let go even more. Yeah. Forgiveness is definitely like a huge topic and yeah, it's really, it's really interesting too, because like I personally come to kind of, you know, witness that every problem that we have, every, you know, like setback, whatever, anything that comes up that we're not happy with, it's always a matter of who do I need to forgive or what do I need to forgive or how can I forgive more? Right. And yeah. it's always a matter of like forgiveness because once you forgive, there is no problem anymore. Exactly. So, yeah. What has been your experience with like forgiveness overall in terms of like, you know, how that has played a role in your life or like how you've come to really integrate that in your practice? 
Yeah, so uh, I think resentments uh, are a big pieces. Uh, sometimes we can carry resentments because people have things that we want, mm-hmm. or sometimes people give us real hard advice and we're not ready to receive it. Yeah. And then we start to feel resentment towards the person. Or, you know, some people just do us wrong mm-hmm. and we get screwed mm-hmm. and it hurts. But at the same token, um, there's this thing, if we stay in the victim mode and some situations are really extreme and I get it, but if we have to kind of learn to let go and reclaim our power, mm-hmm. because if we keep saying, I feel this way because of that person, it's your feelings. It's yeah. not the other person's feelings. It's how you feel. So if you can take responsibility of how you feel and learn how to shift it and understand why you feel that way, you totally reclaim all of your power. And it makes it that much easier to then forgive the person and let it go. And so there's this resentment exercise that I was going to share in a video, but I'll share it here too, is um, it's like a four-step process. Mm-hmm. and Basically, you just take a sheet of paper and you jot down names of people who you feel you have resentment towards. And next step is you write what it was that they did to you to make you feel resentment. Mm -hmm. Step three is you basically see your responsibility within that situation. So when it happened, what could you have done differently? basically rectifying and seeing that, okay, you know, I I didn't actually respond in the way that was in my integrity. And by understanding that and feeling that you reclaim your power. And then lastly, that's where you do the forgiveness part and about letting it go. So going through that whole motion is uh, extremely important. And sometimes in some cases, things happen to us that are out of our control and like, what was I supposed to do differently in that situation when something happens? And that is a step that you probably have to skip if that is something that happened to you. But that being said, reclaiming your own feelings and reclaiming how you can now change that and how you view yourself from that situation is ultimately what leads you to the next path. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's like this metaphor that I've always like heard about and it really sticks in my mind. It's like holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to yeah, celebrate. Exactly. Like holding exactly. on to it is really just hurting nobody but ourselves. And when exactly. we really learn to forgive, we're not forgiving for the other person. We're really, mm-hmm. like you said, reclaiming our power and just yeah. letting that go for ourselves so that we can move on and no longer be held down by that weight. So thank you so much for sharing those steps with us. And, oh, so, very well. <laughs> and so what would you say is your vision from now onwards? What are you planning on doing to bring even more massive light into this world to really showcase your spiritual badassery even more? <laughs> I love it. Uh, so basically what I have not felt right now is uh, a YouTube series that goes through different topics, just like one we talked about, like how mm-hmm. to let go or how to get out of your mind. Um, a YouTube series on that. And then I also have guided meditations that will accompany those. So that way you have a tool that you can take with you um, and put it into your daily practice and 
guided meditations to help you release certain things. Um, I, of course, have one-to-one sessions that I offer as well as a a brand new 90-day program that's completely designed to help you shift from A to Z. Mm -hmm. Um, And once again, that's totally case-by-case dependent on the individual and what's going on. And um, a podcast as well, which uh, wouldn't be surprised if you're a guest there too. Yes, (laughs) I'm so excited to hear that. And the YouTube series sounds super great because I think it's really funny because I remember when I came into, you know, the spiritual world and started sharing content, I used to think like things like shifting a thought is just so simple. Everybody knows how to do that. Right. Saying like how to let go is simple. Like people know that, like, why should I talk about that? But I was so amazed at the power of just the simple reminders and giving people those practical tools. So I'm so, I'm so excited to, you know, see you offer that in your YouTube series, because it's really something that people are actively searching for and looking for. So that's really amazing. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. You just added another  50% excitement for me on that yeah <laughs> yay <laughs> and so this is a question that i ask all guests on this podcast and that is if you were to sum up your spiritual badassery in one affirmation one affirmation that you know maybe is one that you often say day to day or just one affirmation that you're going to think up on the spot right now what would it be <laughs> it would be empowered and free Oh, I love that. Yeah, empowered and free. Really powerful words. Oh, yeah, I feel that too right now. You caught me off guard with it. I love it. (laughs) All right, so before we wrap up, how can my audience, these spiritual badasses, find you and get more of you? Oh, they can find me on lightinabody.com. Very simple. Uh, If you read it quickly, it looks like Latina body. It's it's actually light in a body <laughs> uh, dot com and you can also add me on the Instagram at my name Sukdev Benning S U K H D E V B E N N I N G. Amazing! Well, thank you so much again for sharing your time, your wisdom with us today. We so appreciate it, and honestly, I am just so excited for everything that you have in store for you. So just keep on going at it, shining your light, and sharing your spiritual badassery with the world. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview as much as we enjoyed recording it. Honestly, Sukes just has this way of making you feel so relaxed and zen and just connected just through the way that he speaks. So I really hope that you guys, you know, took away great nuggets of wisdom from our conversation and really now feel inspired to connect more with your intuition and to allow that to help you flow through your life and to really become aware of just everything that's going on. Like we mentioned, you know, everything comes back to balance and presence in life, right? So hopefully you can take away some great points to add to your spiritual practice and really just to your life overall. And until the next episode, I am going to wish you guys a wonderful rest of your week. And I can't wait to catch you on the next episode of the Spiritual Badass Podcast. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode on the Spiritual Badass Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode on this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you can subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, as that helps more spiritual badasses find this podcast. Let's be sure to keep in touch. You can find me over on Instagram at PSMLA, on Facebook, and my Facebook group, Spiritual Badass Entrepreneur Tribe, or over on my website, PSMLA.com. I'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, go out there, shine your light, and make some massive impact. I love you.